Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. A lot to get to on today's edition of the show. An interesting question raised by Darnell Dix from the Daily Herald when it comes to BYU football and their upcoming bowl game. We'll talk about that. We'll, of course, recap last night's BYU-Nevada basketball game. A lot to get to in regards to that. And obviously catching you guys up on everything else going on in BYU sports news. So a lot to get to on today's show. It is all brought to you by our title sponsor, Deseret First Credit Union. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Spotify. We'll tell you about both of those companies as today's show rolls on as well. So thanks again for joining us. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Make sure to download the show each and every day. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get started. This is Locked On Cougars for December 11th, 2019. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks for joining us. I am in sunny Southern California this week, so if the audio quality is a little different than what you're accustomed to, I am doing the show remotely in Southern California on a little bit of a vacation with my wife and children. If you're out at Disneyland today over the next couple of days, you'll probably see me running behind my children trying to catch up with them. Should be some fun times. If you do see me, make sure to say hi if you are the happiest place on earth. Thanks for downloading the daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. We aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know, insider information you can't find anywhere else, and obviously conversations and interviews that are one of a kind as well. Uh, Today's show, we're going to start off with an interesting question raised by Darnell Dixon from the Daily Herald, a guy that I love interacting with, a fellow media compatriot of mine covering the BYU Cougars, works for the Daily Herald in Provo, and he raises an interesting question. BYU will face off against Hawaii on December 24th in the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. And he brings up the question, how motivated and how focused will BYU be? And that's a great question going into this game. We talked about yesterday Kalani Satake saying that none of his players he anticipates sitting out of the upcoming bowl game. Obviously, there's plenty of time for those guys to change their mind. And we'll have that covered for you if anything does change with regards to that. But it should be interesting there. But Darnell brings up the point, how many of these seniors for BYU will be focused on this game and going out the right way? How many of the underclassmen uh, could be distracted by what Hawaii is all about. Hawaii is sunny, beaches, it is incredible weather. I would live in Hawaii in a heartbeat if I could afford it. It is crazy high in terms of the cost of living, so that's why I'm living here in Utah. I'm in Southern California this week, but it's an interesting question nonetheless. And I think that there will be a mixture of different opinions on how BYU should approach this game in all honesty. There will be plenty of people saying that BYU's players deserve to go out on a high note, particularly the seniors. Uh, a guy that I respect as a coach, I know that he's a, it's a buzzword around BYU fans, but it's Kyle Whittingham. And he has preached for a long time to his teams that there are two important games for the seniors in their careers. It's senior day, obviously the final home game for those players, and then also the bowl game, sending out those seniors on a winning note. I think Kalani Satake has brought that same mentality to BYU. He wants his players to make sure that the seniors go out on a good note when it comes to bowl games and finishing out their careers in style. Obviously, the seniors have to buy into that. And I would expect that these senior, the senior class for BYU, guys like Diane Gonwoloku, Austin Lee, they're going to want to go out there and have good senior games. I'm speaking also of guys like Aleva Hifo, Talon Shumway, etc. Micah Simon, the, the seniors along the wide receiving core for BYU. 
It's not a huge senior class for BYU in terms of guys who are regular contributors. This is a pretty much, it's a pretty young team overall. Speaking of the BYU football program, in 2020, 2021, there'll be a pretty senior and junior laden squads over those next two seasons. But this year, in terms of regular contributors, the senior class isn't huge, but those guys want to go out on a winning note. Will their teammates buy in? It's a great question that Darnell brings up. He, he talks a lot about the fact that, okay, uh, seniors will have ideas of ha- um, checking out and being ready for their post-BYU career lives, regardless if that's chasing the NFL, moving on into their chosen field of work, etc. How many guys will be uh, tempted by the beaches and whatnot, get themselves sunburned, or just get distracted by what Hawaii is all about? Like I said, Hawaii is a wonderful place. It is heaven on earth, and it can be really hard for guys to focus when it comes to a game like that. So I do wonder how focused BYU will be on this game. I know BYU's coaching staff, don't expect them to be like, you know what, guys, it's okay if we just go have a good time and lose this game. They want to win this football game because it would mean a lot for this program to be 8-5 and five rather than 7-6 and six for the second straight year. BYU last year winning the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl in the fashion they did and getting to 7-6 and six on the year and having that winning record, it gave them a lot of momentum going into the offseason. They would like to post an improved record this year, 8-5. and five, Obviously, it's one more win than you had a year ago. There'll still be plenty of talk about what could have been with some of the losses that you suffered at USF uh, to Toledo and also even the San Diego State game, the regular season finale for BYU. Plenty of talk that way. But to go to 8-5 and five and really kind of show marked improvement as they go on into the offseason and obviously finishing up recruiting, the early signing day will be in the rearview mirror by the time this game is over, but it can help BYU on into the uh, February signing window Uh, the secondary or the official national signing day. And I think that BYU, their coaching staff, is absolutely going to be locked in on this. It's, uh, but obviously, you'll hear coaches say, I can only do so much. Players make plays. Coaches coach those players up. The players have to go out there and make the plays. Hawaii, they give up a lot of points. Uh, average of 31.7 points per game on defense. BYU should find success moving the ball on offense. At least you hope so in this game. Conversely, BYU's defense will need to come to play to slow down a pretty high-flying Hawaii offense. It's a big opportunity for BYU, and I'm hopeful that the players understand what is staring them in the face, the opportunity to have an eight-win season, send the senior class out on a high note, and build momentum for 2020 and beyond. That's what the focus needs to be on. Will all those guys be focused on that? I'll freely admit that not all of them will be locked in, but I think by and large, most of them understand the goal that is at hand to win this football game. They're still going to have some fun. Kalani Satake said in his press conference earlier this week that BYU will go out to Hawaii a little bit earlier than they would have for a normal bowl game, have a little bit of fun, frolic in the sun, play in the ocean, all that type of stuff. They will have fun in addition to preparing for this game. You just hope that that fun doesn't carry over and guys really do uh, get just get out of sync because for years if you remember way back when when BYU went to Hawaii on a regular basis as members of the WAC and the Mountain West Conference there are some absolutely incredible stories about guys like Jim McMahon and 
having all kinds of crazy fun in Hawaii. Viseka Hema tells a great story of Jim McMahon swinging down off of a balcony, multiple stories up in the air, and jumping into the balcony where Vi was staying, the room he was staying in, saying, hey, what's up, guys? And he just jumped off a balcony, easily could have slipped and killed himself, in all honesty, but just having crazy fun, partying all the time, and having a great time. And he said, uh, Vi, I remember him talking about this, there were guys that got distracted, sunburns, just getting distracted by the weather in Hawaii. Vi obviously grew up part of his life in Hawaii before moving to Arizona. So he understood what Hawaii was all about, but it's easy for players to get caught in the trap of being like, this place is awesome and just get distracted from your preparation for what is a pretty important football game. And I'm hopeful that BYU can kind of navigate that, get past it and be able to be focused on this upcoming football game. Because like I said, it has a lot riding on it in terms of moment of momentum entering the off season, recruiting for the coaches, the younger players on this team, and also making sure that the seniors go out on the right note. So great conversation brought up by Darnell Dixon. It made me think about it, and I wanted to talk about that on today's podcast. All right, coming up next, we'll recap BYU and Nevada, how things went in the game last night for the Cougars. A lot to get to, as always, on your daily podcast. Focus on the BYU Cougars right here on Locked On Cougars. We love having you guys on board. I encourage you guys. If you are a Spotify listener, a special thing going on with Spotify, you've probably seen this on social media. They're having their Spotify wrap. They're kind of showing everybody what you listen to all season long or all year long. If you're a Spotify listener listening to Locked On Cougars, use Spotify wrap to show us your top Locked On podcast for the year. Take a screenshot, tag Locked On Live as well as Locked On Cougars, and my personal Twitter feed if you want, at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter, and we'll make sure to share and retweet, give you guys a little bit of a shout out on social media. It's always a fun way to reward our listeners, so I'd encourage you guys to check that out, and make sure to let us know, at Locked On Cougars, also at Jacob C. Hatch, and at Locked On Live. Alright guys, BYU absolutely smacks Nevada 75-42, to and I'm pretty sure the Silver State, speaking of the state of Nevada, is sick of seeing BYU basketball on their schedule this year. BYU a week ago, or just, uh, no, actually not even a week ago, three or four days ago, smacked UNLV at Vivint Smart Home Arena. The Nevada Wolfpack invaded the Marriott Center last night and got absolutely pummeled 75-42. to A game that was billed as two of the top three-point shooting teams squaring off, and one team shot it decently well. BYU for the game is 12 of 37 from beyond the arc, 32.4%. Whereas a horrific, horrific night for Nevada, shooting just 13% from three. Three of their 23 attempts go down. Just as a team overall, Nevada had just an awful, awful shooting night. 16 of 65, that's a paltry 24.6% shooting. Free throws even, 58.3%, 7 of 12 there. BYU, by comparison, Overall team shooting percentage, 41.2%. Like I mentioned, 32.4% from beyond the arc. They didn't shoot very well in the free throws either, 53.8%. But it didn't matter. BYU absolutely blitzes the Wolf Pack and picks up a big-time victory. And congratulations to Mark Pope and his team. And you have to say, this game... Nevada had a tough time shooting. There's no doubt about it. It was just an off night for their team shooting-wise. But a lot of that gave credit to BYU and their defense. They played good defense by and large overall for the game. BYU had 17 assists on their 28 made buckets, whereas... 
four assists total for Nevada on their 16 made buckets on the night. BYU's defense was stifling. They played extremely well. It does help when a team seemingly can't hit the broadside of the barn when it comes to shooting the basketball to win in a dominant outing, but a solid win all the same for BYU. Good to see them win the rebounding battle as well, 49-37, so a healthy rebounding margin for BYU. Dalton Nixon and Yoli Childs. Yoli Childs finishing with 14 points, 13 rebounds, and 3 assists, whereas Dalton Nixon, 6 six points, 10 rebounds, 1 assist. Jake Toulson was the leading scorer on the night for BYU with 15 points while adding 7 rebounds and 6 assists. And one other note on Yoli Childs is congratulations to him. He is now tied for second time, second place all-time in terms of double-doubles in a BYU uniform. I believe it was his 39th last night and a massive, massive outing for him. Looking like he's suffering no ill effects from the cramping he suffered against the University of Utah. That's a positive sign if you're a BYU fan that he's been able to play a healthy amount of minutes. Uh, he did miss both of his three-point attempts last night, so it's a little bit disappointing and shot 5 of 13 overall, but a dominant, dominant outing for BYU as they improved to 8-4 on the season. They are now 4-1 and one at the Marriott Center this season. And now the Cougars turn their attention to getting ready for Utah State on Saturday. BYU has a lot of time off here comparative to what they normally have. When it comes to conference season, BYU plays a Thursday-Saturday format where they don't have much t- prep time between games, especially when they go on the road. They have to travel on that in-between day, and it makes it tough to game plan and get a practice in. This week, though, BYU, having played on a Tuesday night, now getting ready for a Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening game against Utah State. I think it's a fantastic setup for BYU to have plenty of time to work, uh, get healthy, and face off what should be a motivated uh, Utah State team. They pummeled St. Catherine, a lower division team, last night in their own right. Nimi Ishketa is back on the court for Utah State, so that'll make for an interesting matchup that we'll preview later on this week on Friday's edition of the podcast. Obviously, we get you ready for that game on Saturday, but big-time win for the Cougars tonight. I'm very impressed with how they went out there, absolutely dominated this game, and Pulled away, plain and simple. BYU led 34 to 22 at halftime. In the second half, the Cougars just pulled away, and that's that's good to see because I think this team was very upset by letting that game against Utah get away from them. They didn't want to suffer the same fate against UNLV or Nevada. They weren't about to let those two teams come in here and have much confidence. It appears, and they absolutely stifled them. And I tip my cap to this BYU basketball squad. It seems like they learn lessons from their losses and they don't repeat the same mistakes. Will that be a season-long trend? You hope so, because that would mean that they're trending upwards and getting better as the season goes along. That's what we've seen so far. But you want to see them peaking at the right time, and that's in late February, early March, when the conference tournament comes around, and obviously postseason basketball is on the horizon as well right around that time. But... I like what I'm seeing from BYU. I think I'm seeing very positive signs. You guys may disagree, but I think that this team very much coming together. The starting lineup BYU went with in this game, Yoli Childs and Kobe Lee in the front court with TJ Haas, Alex Barcelo, and Jake Toulson in the back court. I think it's a fantastic lineup to have, and that allows you have, to have guys like Dalton Nixon, who's been shooting lights out from three-point range. He didn't have a great night last night, just 0 of 2. 
from beyond the arc in that game. But guys like him coming off the bench along with the guys like Zach Selyus, that is a fantastic, fantastic thing to have. Connor Harding has been a revelation this year. He's really bought into his role as a role player for BYU. And I think this is a team that's continuing to get better and better as this as the season goes along. And like I said, they're learning lessons from the losses that they, they suffered. They allowed Utah to get to the rim and just repeatedly get out on the break against them. And th- the last two games, has been absolutely stifling defense. BYU's just absolutely crushed both UNLV and Nevada. And that's a credit to BYU. It's also helpful when the two teams have struggle have struggles competing and shooting in each of those games respectively. But I think that BYU showing that they are learning as the season goes along. That's what you want to see from a veteran-laden squad. You want to see a team that goes out there and just puts their heart and soul into playing the game of basketball. And that's what we're seeing from the Cougars right now. So now they get ready for a big-time rivalry showdown against nationally ranked Utah State on Saturday. I think it's another opportunity for BYU to put together what should be a resume-building win if they can win that game. They'll follow that up a week later with a game against Weber State. So they've got their next two rivalry games over the next two games. And I think it's a big-time opportunity for the Cougars. Utah State 9-1 on the season. BYU obviously 8-4. Actually, no, 10-1 for Utah State, excuse me. So a big opportunity staring the Cougars in the face as they face off against Craig Smith and the Utah State Aggies on Saturday. We'll preview that game more in depth, get you more of an inside look at what Utah State brings to the table, like I said, on Friday's edition of the podcast. Excited to break that down. I think it should be a fun game and a great environment, honestly. If you guys haven't been to the Beehive Classic up there at Vivint Smart Home Arena, I would encourage you guys to start making it part of your uh, basketball watching, I don't know, how how do I should I say this? Your 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 customs. It should be part of your your rotation when it comes to watching college basketball in the state of Utah. So I would encourage you guys take an opportunity, go out and watch these games on Saturday. Utah and Weber State will square off at two o'clock with Utah State and BYU squaring off at six. You can get tickets for both games. You can go support just the Cougars against the Aggies if you want. Do whatever you want to do. But I would encourage you guys take the opportunity to get up to Salt Lake City to Vivint Smart Home Arena. BYU rolling four. 14-0. They've won 14 straight, I should say. 14 straight games at Vivint Smart Home Arena. If that trend holds true, BYU will add another quality win Saturday evening as they take on the Utah State Aggies. Alright, we'll step aside. We'll come back. We'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News next. Before we do that, though, a reminder for you guys, our title sponsor here on Locked On Cougars is our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union. You guys have heard me talk about Deseret First Credit Union over the previous few months. It's great to have them on board as our title sponsor, but their biggest goal right now and what they want to do, they want to help you guys save money. Any of you guys that have uh, thought about this or have family, kids, have a career, regardless of where you're at in this stage of life, saving money is at a premium, and I think everybody would like to save money. Well, guess what? Deseret First Credit Union wants to wants you to consider refinancing your home loan to save yourself some money and fund whatever your new passion is. Regardless if it's traveling into more BYU away games, if you'd like to go out and travel more, whatever it is, refinancing your home loan can help put some money back into your pocket that can fund that passion project or what they're calling your why. Refinancing doesn't have to be hard or even cost you anything. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket, guys. You could save your up potentially to hundreds of dollars a month 
Think about that, guys. Hundreds of dollars a month potentially going right back into your pocket with a refinance from Deseret First Credit Union. The DFCU mortgage team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation, whether it's your first home, you've got a dream home you're trying to purchase, you've got investment properties, wherever you're at in life, Deseret First Credit Union will help you guys out make sure you're in the right loan situation for yourselves. Call them, 801-456-7070 or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC. Terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. All right, guys, catching up on everything else going on in BYU sports news before we go here on this podcast. Wanted to catch you up on a piece of news that I missed earlier this week, and it goes to the men's and women's track programs. The women's team was in Baylor, or not Baylor, they were in Boston this past weekend. I read BU and thought Baylor. It's actually in Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, at Boston University. All-American candidate Whitney Orton, she was an All-American last year, she clocked a 15-minute, 22.98-second, 5,000-meter time, which set a new indoor school record in the opening meet at the Sharon Collier-Danville season opener this past Saturday. That is a fantastic open to the season for men's and women's track, the women's track program in particular here. In addition to her top rankings in the record book, Orton brings several other notable accomplishments to the indoor track season. She's a 2018 first-team All-American in the Indoor Mile, also received second-team All-American honors in the 2019 NCAA Indoor Championships. So she's looking to re- capture that form and she's off to a flying start setting a program record in the 5,000 meters at that season opening event that is absolutely incredible uh, I broke the record by over let's see I think 20 seconds 23 seconds it was 1551.02 set by Laura Young Bluth in 2018 but Whitney Orange shattered that 15 minutes 22.98 seconds that is a fantastic showing congratulations to Whitney Orton on that well-deserved placing, and we wish her nothing but the best as she moves forward here. I think that she's off to a great start. It's crazy to think the indoor track season is already here. We're only in December, mid-December at that, but it's already here, and of course the outdoor track season will come up later in the spring. So we'll have it all covered for you. We cover every sport in the BYU Athletic Department. We can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show and allowing me to blather on about sports and maybe you're not necessarily concerned about or a huge fan of, but I want you guys to be the smartest BYU fan. When stuff like this happens, a program record on the track, I'm going to let you guys know about it, and I think it makes you guys smarter as fans. I enjoy researching it as a podcaster and as a media member. I encourage you guys, if you guys are, there are sports you'd like more coverage of, Feel free to reach out anytime. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. You can sound off with your thoughts via email as well at Locked On. Oh, sorry, not at Locked On. Locked On BYU at gmail.com. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch, and the DMs on both the Locked On Cougars Twitter feed as well as my personal Twitter feed are open. So feel free to slide in and drop us a note. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It was a pleasure to talk with you guys a lot about just kind of the focus BYU is trying to keep when it comes to the upcoming football game. Obviously, recapping BYU and Nevada in basketball. A lot to get to like we normally do, and it's been a fun Wednesday edition of the show. Like I said, I'm remote this week in Southern California, coming to you guys live from Orange County, spending some time at Disneyland with my wife and kids. If you are in the area, you are at Disneyland this week. 
Give me a shout out. Let me know that you're here and I'd be happy to catch up with you guys. Talk some BYU sports and the like. Once again, thanks for your support of the podcast. It has been brought to you by our title sponsor, Locked On, not Locked On Cougars. Title sponsor of Locked On Cougars is Deseret First Credit Union. I Boy, did I jack that one up. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Spotify. Make sure to tag us in those Spotify unwrapped or Spotify wrapped uh, screenshots. Let us know your listening habits to Locked On Cougars, particularly on Spotify. We'll ta- talk to you guys tomorrow, catching up with BYU offensive lineman James Empey. Excited to catch up with him later this week, Mike Assignment as well. So a lot to get to on the podcast over the final two days of this week. And of course, we'll be with you guys each and every day talking BYU sports. So thanks again for joining us. This has been Locked On Cougars for December 11, 2019.